0: Hello, my name is Madison Powers, and welcome to Social Mentality, where we discuss mental health and tips to help you take care of yourself. I also have a new guest each week. Today, we will discuss evolving social media and its effectiveness on mental health. Today, I have Connor Creedon with me. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. It's great to be back on the show.
0: Today, we have an interesting topic for you, and it is whether or not with social media evolving, do you think that social media will continue to positively affect mental illnesses, or mental health, and will it help get rid of the stigma around them? Because there are quite a few, as I discussed in the last episode.
1: Yeah, I know there's definitely a few negative uh, stigmas about social media if it involves mental health, but I'd like to think that, you know, maybe at some point we could see more of a positive change and maybe a good turnaround for social media being used as a tool to spread more positivity, and if maybe sometimes people see stuff on social media that upsets them in certain ways or makes them feel maybe certain negative things, then I would at least hope that maybe an attempt to try and get onto a more positive side of things, at least on what you're exposing yourself to Mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis. So I don't know, maybe I would think that it would be nice for that to happen.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, eventually I'm sure there would be more of an acceptance because there are still those people, as I was writing my blog earlier, getting that ready, I was writing and saying how, like there are still a lot of people out there who don't believe that mental illnesses are real. I know a few people who are like that, and say it, it drives me insane. But that's, you know, their opinion, even though it has been proven by studies of mental health. Mental illnesses can be caused by trauma or genetics or chemical imbalances in the brain. So, I mean, in terms of the naysayers out there, I'm sure that they'll still try to say that, oh, it's just life, essentially, and that nothing is actually concrete, mental health issues but I mean I would hope that those people would maybe eventually change their outlook but I know that a lot of people are stubborn
1: that's a good point yeah because I guess that is sometimes a fine line between um if there's progression trying to happen and there could be some naysayers that might be against that progression and see differently about it and like you Mm -hmm. said I know there are studies as you mentioned and I've listened to some of your other episodes that involve some of that so I think um I would say that, obviously, if you're trying to do, a lot of times in a public sense, if there's trying, if there's a movement that's trying to cause one thing, mm-hmm. a lot of times there is probably just going to be a movement that's trying to stop that one thing from happening, and right. it's going to be conflicting. So, unfortunately, even here, it's surprising that there is a conflict in that, though.
0: Yeah, there definitely would be. And another thing that I've noticed that I will be talking about my last podcast episode is that... It seems one thing that is helping the social media kind of outlook, kind of evolve, in my opinion, is with celebrities who are starting to come out about their mental disabilities. Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I believe Demi Lovato, she has come out and has talked a lot about her mental disabilities and her mental health. You know and I mean, there's a lot of people who support her in that, and then a lot of people who don't really support her in that because they think that she's just over-dramatizing, but... I mean, it's a celebrity. She could be dramatizing or she could could not be. I mean, wh- I mean, who are we to judge? You know, she's putting herself out there.
1: I'd like to think that you'd hope that if she was putting herself out there like that, that at least a little bit of it would be sincere and mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to do something that is truly positive because she does have a lot of people that follow her and, you know, look up to her as, because considering she's a celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, maybe someone younger who looks up to the things she says, and, of course, you know, maybe that's not her role, but if she's going to post something like that, which does have, um, you know, some pretty hard implications because it is a serious topic, mm-hmm. then you'd hope that she was being at least a little sincere, regardless of being a celebrity or not.
0: Right. And, I mean, with people starting to share more and more out online, it's just becoming more and more—and I've said accepted, accepted a lot throughout this, this episode already and throughout the rest of my podcast— But, I mean, it becoming more accepted is just one of the really, really big things right now because, I mean, the world is constantly changing. I mean, everything is different compared to, like, back in, like, the 1950s, 1960s, because back then it wasn't okay to basically cry, whether male or female, or um, say that you, like, you know, you felt depressed because they would either look at you like you were crazy or be like, you know, why do you feel like you have to, you're depressed, you know, what do you got to be depressed about? and everything like that. And then nowadays, you say that, and they're like, oh, can I help you? You know, can I help you point into the right direction of where you can get help? And I mean, it's a drastic change from back then, when you think about it.
1: It definitely is. And that's where you like to see that overall, over the course of time, the fact that there has been more of a general acceptance of just a need for a focus on mental health, because it is important to people. And if sometimes people feel ways that they don't understand or don't know if it makes sense, then that sometimes can be relatively impactful to them and it can cause negative or positive things but what you want Mm -hmm. to make sure is that if there is something negative then you at least have resources and have the ability to reach out and you don't have to feel like it's something to be ashamed of
0: right I mean it's and also it's, it's not just social media who is evolving one thing I've noticed in maybe the past year and a half maybe two years is that uh is that television commercials have started to change. I have seen more and more commercials for online uh, therapy services that growing up, I never once saw on TV commercials. Like uh, the one I see most frequently is BetterHelp. I've never used it, but I've been doing some research on it due to my social media class for my uh, my big idea that I came up came up with. And uh, And I'll say like, I mean, it's just a lot different because I mean, when I was growing up in the early 2000s, you wouldn't I mean, you wouldn't even think about seeing a mental health commercial saying like, I mean, not just for therapy, but I mean, online therapy where you don't have to leave the house. You just basically, it's like a Zoom call. I mean, I've done therapy through a different app called Soundermind, And you show up like five minutes before, and then your therapist, you know, shows up and you just start talking for about an hour. And it's completely different from with me doing therapy growing up.
1: That's interesting, because to your point of in the early 2000s, you didn't really hear much about mental health. I mean, I probably, and I don't know if this is just me being a kid and not really even knowing what was going on, but I probably didn't really hear anything or really understand anything about mental health until, like, probably, like, high school at some point, but even all through middle school, you don't really know, and even when you get into high school, you're, like, 15, right? So that's still pretty early um, to be thinking about things that are relatively complex, like mental health, so... I think it is cool because as the younger generation is more involved online, the fact that there is opportunities for um, online services and where people can get connected and let's say they can't meet in person, but they are able to at least have an experience with a therapist or something. I think that is good if it is something that becomes serious enough where if something needs to change, then of course you want to be able to get the resources you can. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's a lot of flexibility in getting that I think is a good thing today.
0: Yeah, and to feed off your point about with early 2000s, like, growing up and everything like that, I mean, for me, I was kind of exposed to it just due to my mom having a mental illness. Um, But obviously, when I was younger, I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't really know about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you mean. I knew knew what it was called, but I didn't know basically the ins and outs of it. Not really until probably more high school, maybe late middle school, because when I got to high school, when I was about 15, so that's Think about freshman year. Like that's when I got diagnosed with bipolar. My mom, she actually didn't officially get diagnosed until 34, which is extremely, extremely late. With me, I've had—I got diagnosed at 15. I've been able to adapt to it. But also, since I got older, I've looked more into it. I've done more research because more research has been done on it since back in the early 2000s. And so, I mean, I mean to feed off your point, but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really know much about everything about it until high school because that's typically when you hear more about either jokes about mental illnesses or you just hear people saying that, oh, I have this mental illness or I have that mental illness because I think they're trying to find, I guess, I don't know if they're just wanting to try to find someone they can relate to or not feel so secluded for them sharing. I'm not sure. I kept it to myself Understandable. stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure either. I I don't really know, but I will say that if uh people are getting exposed at younger ages to um some like or if i would imagine that compared to me that a kid maybe in middle school is more aware of mental illness than i would have been in middle school so i'd say like a kid today probably knows more about it at that young age than i did
0: i would definitely agree so that would be yeah. a
1: lot of probably due to social media or just the fact that it's just something that's talked about more in today's culture
0: yeah that would that's a good point because With the younger generation, they're getting exposed to social media and everything out there, younger and younger and younger. And so, I mean, more than likely, they probably know about stuff that I didn't know until high school.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And because for me, I didn't really get social media until maybe my sophomore year of high school, freshman year, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Because when I first when I first got like my first phone, it wasn't like a smartphone where you could, you know, search the web, everything like that. It was a little track phone from Walmart. So you paid like 50 bucks or whatever to have so many minutes on it. And my sister and I had to share it. So I didn't get my official first phone with social media until my freshman year of high school where we got our separate phones. So with a lot of, you know, with people, well, they talk about like our generation growing up with social media, I'm like, well... The older Gen Zs didn't really grow up with it. I mean, we saw it evolving, but mm-hmm. we didn't have – I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't have access to it. No. I mean, I grew up still playing outside.
1: Yeah, I, I played outside like – I mean, I played outside like through – predominantly through probably halfway through high school in terms mm-hmm. of, okay, maybe I wasn't messing around in the woods or whatever, but I was still playing basketball or doing something outdoors just because – I mean, I didn't – like your to your point of freshman year, I think I got – My first ever phone ever in like eighth grade Mm -hmm. um, because I was going on this trip to Washington, (laughs) D.C. Okay. So it was like, oh, yeah, like cool, exciting thing. But regardless, though, I'm saying I don't even remember when I got social media after that. I don't think it was even something that was that important Mm -hmm. at that time, um, I would say, as much as it is now.
0: Right. I mean, even when I got it, I mean, I wasn't addicted to it like by any means the most i did was probably use like snapchat just to contact my friends mm-hmm. but in terms of just sitting on like facebook or instagram just constantly scrolling and scrolling and scrolling i don't think i've really ever done that now tiktok nowadays is different because it's kind of <laughs> it's addicting to keep scrolling that's a bit different now but but yeah like i i, I would go outside and play i mean i have pictures of my mom has pictures of me playing in the mud and making mud pies, and I have mud all over my face growing up. <laughs> and, That's um, fun, though. No, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I mean until like, high school, in, ter- like, in terms of like technology and everything, I mean, I wasn't on my phone. I was mostly doing video games. I mean, I'll admit I was on that type of technology in high school because I got my first um, Xbox 360 back when those were, I think. And, uh, I loved
1: a good Xbox 360.
0: Uh, it was my favorite console. And the number one game I played was Minecraft. I oh, so yes. Yeah, and I still play it till this day. On the 360? Not on the 360. Um, I play the uh, the PS4 version on a PS5.
1: That's actually very fun because uh, I like to play on this computer I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sometimes play with my friends and stuff today, like I'm saying. And I yeah. think it's just a good time.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, in terms so, of... like, Not
1: to get sidetracked. Oh, you're, Yeah, you're good.
0: Uh, well... It was kind of like one of the things where my parents, like they were obviously hesitant about certain things for Mm -hmm. me to be exposed to or quote-unquote be addicted to. Mm -hmm. But that game was something that my dad didn't have an issue with me playing constantly because it was like basically kind of like geometry and like architecture.
1: It's very creative. I mean, you're making your own stuff and obviously there are a few rules. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think it overall, it, it seems like one of those experiences where, yeah, I would rather do Minecraft a little bit. You know, of then a long time than social media as a kid. Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, that that was kind that was my thing when I got into high school. And I played it a little bit in middle school, but didn't get my first console to high school. But anyways, um, but the more and more I see like social media evolving and the kids being exposed to it, I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like to me, kids shouldn't be exposed so early. Because to me, it's like just let the kids be kids, play outside, ride a bike, go fishing if they like that um, or something like that, I mean, I think that social media will continue to evolve and continue to help people with mental health, but in terms of, like, mental health issues or mental health or mental illness or mental disabilities, like, maybe the kids shouldn't know them so early, because with me growing up, knowing about it so early, um, it kind of made me, like, be more hesitant about certain people who I knew had it, and, and then I'd always look for certain signs, like, if they're like, about to, like, basically kind of blow a gasket. Like, everything's building up. So I'd look for signs like that. But, I mean, I think, that kids maybe this kids growing up, like, without social media, without really knowing much about mental health, maybe until late middle school or high school, kind of like how you and I were. I think that's a good thing because when you're older, you're more mature. Well, relatively more mature about it. But you can do more research on your own instead of it kind of being, like, pushed to you.
1: Yeah, I'd like to think that... Over time, just kind of experiencing things as just a kid, just messing around. Kids are supposed to be kind of clueless and Mm -hmm. you just learn stuff as you go due to funny experiences or just random times that Mm -hmm. you're just outside or doing whatever, but you're paying attention. I remember as a kid that I was just like, you know, doing random stuff, but I was always looking at something or whatever. So my point is that at a certain time, you do come to understand certain feelings. Like I've definitely, you know, you feel yourself grow up over time and- while mm-hmm. social media does play a role in the background, I think you still look you're still able to look at yourself in a natural way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still feel like although I did have social media as just part of something that I did on a daily basis, if it was something that I was looking at Twitter mostly, but you still feel yourself you know aw- aware of your own mental well-being and things like that. So I think that's just important that hopefully, over time with the increased involvement of technology that's that's not something that's forgotten.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, I mean, I have no issue with myself, like knowing about my mom's mental il- mental illness and everything like that. But it did kind of make me feel like, like my sister and I and uh, made us feel kind of like we had to mature a lot faster because we already knew about all these adult situation, adult issues going on. So I feel like maybe, I mean, make them aware, but maybe not let them, like, witness a lot of things in a way. So, let let the kids be kids. And like I said, like, social media, I'm pretty sure will continue to evolve and continue to help, but... I think that the younger generation of Gen Z shouldn't be exposed to it so early.
1: I think that's a good point. I'd agree with you. And I hope that that would make a positive impact in the long run.
0: I hope so, too. Well, thank you for joining me today again.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been a great second time. And it's always good talking about this stuff because it's interesting and it's important. So
0: Yeah, I always feel like it's also kind of relaxing just talking about this stuff. Yeah. I agree. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it is social underscore mentality zero one, as well as I post a b- new blog on my website every Friday. It is com slash social dash mentality slash blog. So be sure to check out uh, my blog it's every Friday, as well as I will have a next another podcast episode next Monday where we talk about bipolar and some questionable treatments that have been going on.